So, you know, my friend and I, we were going to the movies, and we stopped off and bought this cafe latte. Mm -hmm. well, what is that, like Italian coffee? Yeah, that's right. Half milk, half coffee? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You take a sip? Yes, I did. Now, when you took a sip, did you notice it was hot? Were you able to sip it in your normal fashion? No, I wasn't able to sip it in my normal fashion. Mm-hmm, all right, all right. You take big sips? Well, I think I take a normal sip. Okay, you take normal sips, nothing wrong with that. Then what happened? Well, you know, uh, they don't allow outside drinks in the movie theater, so I had to put it in my shirt and sneak it in. Yeah, see, they like to sell their own coffee. Yeah. Now, is that going to be a problem? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for them. Well, I don't want to be a secondary character. Hello, folks. This is outrageous, preposterous, egregious. Ludicrous. Either. Ludicrous. Luda. Remember Ludicrous? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld podcast where we talk about the secondary characters from the greatest TV show of all time. On Earth. On Earth, Seinfeld. My name is Ivan, and with me as very special co-host, we, we have Stacy. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. I've gotten a promotion. You have, yes. You're filling in for Stephen for a couple of weeks while indeed. he's uh, away. I will so. do my best to fill his uh, very... Uh extraneous chair <laughs> and we can finally hear your full voice i know i have nice. a whole microphone to myself <laughs> i don't have to share with steven we have to get that fixed for I also you know when you come to, in like, next time bob in an in and out close and further away from the microphone so you get to hear a nice constant volume of my voice yes it's pretty good yeah no we'll have to um get them arranged you know, next time you come in, I'll make sure there's like three microphones. Oh, so my God. No I wouldn't even this. know myself. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, wow, geez. I've really made it. Yes. Wow. She's outshining Stephen and Ivan. Wow. Do the whole pod yourself, I reckon. What do yeah, you think? I'll boot you both out and take it on. No, I don't. I actually don't have that much time. No, of course. You're very busy, so you know, fair enough. <laughs> I'm a very important person. Indeed. You can find us on any podcast app i guess itunes spotify Stitcher, all the places all the jazz yeah we're on social media at b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c you can subscribe to patreon and you get uh, bonus stuff as well as early access to episodes yeah all that jazz and make sure you subscribe to the podcast no matter where you listen to it yes and tell your friends about it as well i mean like if you've listened to an episode and you pretty you're pretty happy with what you're listening to. Subscribe. Yeah. Um, tell your mates. Tell your mates as well, and get, get them your to mates subscribe. to subscribe. Make sure they push that. Get subscribe their mates button. to subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden we're in a Ponzi scheme, and everybody wins. Even get your 92 year old grandmother who's <laughs> never been on a computer, set them up with Apple like iTunes, and be like, Grandma, hit subscribe. What subscribe? Who cares? Push the button. Just push the button, Just Grandma. Just push the button, Grandma, or we'll put you in a bad home. What do you mean? It's like the radio, except you listen to it whenever you want? It's the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> this week, it is a What's the Deal With episode, which we do every fifth episode, and we're talking about... We're talking about bum, the man, bum, bum, bum. the lewd, lascivious, salacious, outrageous Jackie Charles. Jackie Charles, Jackie Charles, attorney at law. Attorney at law, a character who I really enjoy. And surprisingly, Stacey, he makes his first appearance in season seven. Yeah. I thought he would have been like in earlier episodes, but no. He seems like quite an iconic as far as the Seinfeld secondaries go. Even though he's not in all that many episodes, he's quite iconic. And I guess it's probably more so because of his behavior and his character hmm. and everything but yeah i was surprised myself actually when i was looking that up he's not until yeah season seven yes um 
So he's in seven, eight, and nine. That's right, yes, yeah. in the finale in season nine. Mm. He is in five episodes, but he is referenced once by Kramer in the comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not actually in the episode, but uh, Kramer basically says that Jackie put a restraining order on him and uh, he uh, can't give him his Christmas present. Yeah. So that's a bit sad. Well, how sad. Indeed. And also, when in my notes as well, the Friars Club episode, yeah. from what I could tell, he's in the episode in terms of like the actor, the character is in there, but he's actually not in it until the end credits. The end credits, that's right, so yes. So it's like half for that uh, one, I feel like. That one, so more like four and a half. Yeah. But anyway, we'll talk about those a bit later. Uh, we'll talk about the actor as well who portrayed him really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Norris, his name is. Uh, so we, oh, Phil Morris, rather. Phil Morris, Morris yes. yes. Not Philip Morris. No, not the cigarette company, the tobacco <laughs> company, no. <laughs> not quite. I found that really interesting when I found out what his name was and then obviously the connection to the to the abstinence which Steve and I did a couple of weeks ago oh really we that episode yeah so such yeah. a good one yeah it was interesting like it was after we recorded I was like Phil Morris where have I heard that before Phil oh Morris. that's a tobacco company there yes. you go the irony yes and tobacco made uh, Kramer look like a goblin like with a, a goblin. shrunken head yeah <laughs> he's gonna he's have been, a shrunken head he's been exposed <laughs> to tobacco for four days yeah. by the end of this he'll be nothing more than a shrunken, shrunken head shrunken head rugged man's a goblin <laughs> so many I mean, great Kramer quotes. does look like an absolute beast in that episode. He though. does, like yeah, the way they've done his makeup mm-hmm. and, and his teeth. Oh, and yeah, his t- yeah. Oh. very, very unattractive. So bad. Yeah. Anyway, I've got. Uh, well, I'm actually stepping in the Seinfeld News anchor desk yep. uh, to replace Stephen while he's away. So yep. I've got a couple of interesting but small news articles. Uh, cool. So what do you reckon? We'll jump into Seinfeld News. Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, my name's Stephen. No, it's not. It's Ivan, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Doing Seinfeld News for the... Actually, I think it's from the first time in this whole show's run... I've done Seinfeld News. Really? Yeah, because Stephen... It's Stephen's baby. It's Stephen's baby, Seinfeld right. News, and I leave it for him. Fair and enough. And he loves doing it, so I'm like, yeah, cool, you know, yeah. being the, the journalist, the music journalist these days he that is. Uh, that he is, yes. you know, killing it and his other uh, his he other endeavours. He has his finger on many pulses. Oh, indeed, yes. Legumes, beans, pulses. <laughs> Chickpeas. <laughs> Those kind of pulses, <laughs> yes. That, so, that's a fun little vegan joke for you all, and especially <laughs> for our mate Stephen, who we miss dearly. Yeah, hey, Stephen, if Hi. you're listening. <laughs> he doesn't listen to his own show. <laughs> I should weird. hope so. Yeah, that'll be weird. Continuous improvement, man. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Feedback, please. So um, in an article by the Sydney Morning Herald uh, in Australia, uh, it was published last weekend, uh, a socceroo, so an Australian soccer player, uh, his name's Jackson Irvine. Or football of, for our European friends. Yes. Uh, Jackson Irvine, his name is. He's a socceroo. He plays for the Australian team, and uh, he was interviewed by the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, he's. He, they say that he's not the typical footballer in terms of stature or demeanour, but he's very talented. Uh, and he also likes different things, like he likes death metal music, he likes very oddball kind of movies mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a very niche kind of uh, hobbies like he loves he's the quirky soccer he's the quirky soccer yeah he's you the know. hipster soccer yes he's got a bit of character and uh, one of the notable things as well is he has a lot of tattoos on his body reflecting pop culture okay. referencing pop culture like he's got Buffy the Vampire Slayer cool he's so got he's a the nerd. Simpsons he's got a few other references uh, on the back of one of his ankles he has the words serenity now insanity later I love it. Yes, and uh, he goes on the record to say that his favourite episode is the contest. 
popular choice. Very popular. My favourite as well so yep. far. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. This is like a Seinfeldism of sorts. And yes, it was, uh, yeah. he's living a Seinfeldism every day. He is, yes. And he said that he likes the character Lloyd Braun, uh, but yep. he likes the contest as his favourite episode. I mean, it's so, a very good episode. Nothing Lloyd, to take away from Lloyd Braun. I can understand. It. So, he sounds at face value. Obviously, I don't know anything about this person, but he sounds like a slightly kooky, you know, kind of creative type himself with the tattoos and the pop culture references and stuff. I can kind of see maybe why he'd be into a character like Lord Braun, Lloyd Braun. Yeah. Um, you know, he's obviously got the connection with the theatre. He's a bit creative himself. He's also obviously a bit kooky with mm. his little nervous breakdown, as they used to call it in the 90s. That's right. Um, but also still focused with his political career and whatnot, so I can kind of see the crossovers there. Yeah, yeah, but obviously Lloyd Braun can't play football. So, no, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. I've actually never, like, considering that I have a fair number of tattoos, I've never really thought to get a Seinfeld tattoo. I can't believe you don't have one. I'm actually, yeah. There's a lady at my work who has um, Kramer in The Sniffing Accountant. You know, like with the sweater and stuff, yeah, she has yeah. it on her arm. Get out! Yeah, yeah, portrait yeah. like black and white portrait or uh, coloured? I, no, I think it's black and white portrait. Yeah. but it's got Kramer wearing the sweater with the cigarette in his mouth and the beer. Yeah. Oh no, not the beer. Just though, the I don't cigarette. Believe. Yeah, I think if you go on our Instagram page, I think it's from like maybe six months ago. Right. Stephen took a photo of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. That's dope. Maybe really I should dope. add a Seinfeld tattoo to my list. What would you get? Oh, that's a very good question. I'd need more time to think about that, Ivan. <laughs> okay, so I'll not, tell you when I get one. <laughs> so not Serenity Now and Sanity Later, or maybe no, a quote or something? No, I don't think it would be a quote. I already have too much script on my body. I've got a few words here and there, so it wouldn't be a quote. It would be something like reference. But I'm out. <laughs> I like things a little bit more obscure. Yeah, so, right. um, you know, if I'm, like, getting a tattoo, it might mean something to me, but at face value it's just a picture. I think yeah. it would be something along those lines. I'd probably get, if you wanted an obscure Seinfeld reference, I'd probably get George, because um, we did the abstinence, like I mentioned a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably get George's, you know that, um, you know how he's talking in that episode to the baseball players mm -hmm. about trajectory and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff? And then they're like, oh, you know, you've got to improve, you've got to play, you know, win more games. Yeah. And then they say, we won the World Series. And he makes that face and it's like, <laughs> six games. You know that face? You know how it's like a gif? He makes that kind of... Oh, I haven't okay. seen it. You've got you to find the gif. Hard. Oh, that's okay. But you've got to find it. But okay. it's like a, a face he makes. I'd right. probably have that face yeah. in black and white portrait yeah. and underneath six games. Nice. Yeah. That'll probably be my... My reference. Oh, yeah, yes. I, don't, I still don't have an answer. That's I'm okay. Need more time. <laughs> you got tons of time. You've got to risk <laughs> your life to figure it out. Um, so, in the second and final article of Seinfeld News, mm -hmm. uh, for those gamblers out there, uh, in a Las Vegas Now article, uh, a guest of the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino won over six hundred and ten thousand dollars playing the Seinfeld themed slot machine. Wow! Yeah, last week. So congratulations. Yeah, so the casino itself, uh, they congratulated the winner, of course, and uh, the the uh, winner of the jackpot's unknown. But the writer who wrote this article claims that the winner may have received the, an amazing late festivist gift, and uh, <laughs> there'll probably be no airing of grievances this year. No, you can't Festivus. complain with six hundred and ten thousand yeah. US dollars on a Seinfeld-themed um, slot, slot machine. machine. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Not bad. Congratulations. Yes, and uh, I'll put those links in Hopefully the show notes. Hopefully, they were a fan. <laughs> Hopefully, they were. Yes. <laughs> no, they were friends fans, apparently, allegedly. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> so I'll put those links in the show notes so you yep. guys can read them. And uh, yeah, that's Seinfeld news for another week. There you go. That was a bit weird, me saying it. I'm usually like, you know, Stephen says, and that was Seinfeld news, and I'll be like, thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. I don't know why I did that in a high voice. Yeah, that's okay. How <laughs> about I pretend to be Stephen and you can be me? And that's Seinfeld News. Thanks, Stephen. 
Yeah. That was do. no better. <laughs> that was no better. <laughs> you weren't trying. That's your problem. I don't know how to do your voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Is that Hello. what you think you sound like? I sound like I'm, 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 I'm. I sound like oh. Yeah, no, you white. have the deep mm, voice, yeah. but you, you were like... Anyway. Not quite. I think we're getting a bit out of hand, aren't we? I think so. I think so, yes. <laughs> You're making your debut as co-host and look what's happened. It's, it's a shambles. It's, it's become a menagerie. I don't know why anyone expected any less. <laughs> oh, well, we're having a good time. That's the main thing. Uh, let's take a quick break and uh, when we come back, because it is a What's the Deal with episode and what's we're talking about... Deal? What's the Deal with Jackie Charles. Let's do it. <laughs> it doesn't fit. I, I can't put it on. Damn fools. Look at that. We got nothing now. In law for 25 years. You're listening to a caddy. This is a public humiliation. You can't let the defendant have control of the key piece of evidence. Plus, she's trying it on over a leotard. Of course, a bra's not going to fit on over a leotard. A bra's got to fit right up against a person's skin. Like a glove! Hi, this is Zach and Aaron from Seinfeld Law. And uh, you are listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. All right, so let's get into it. What's the deal with... Jackie Charles. Jackie Charles. Jackie Charles. Stallow, unattractive, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> He's got such a way with words. He does, and he has outrageous, such wonderful... egregious, preposterous. Lewd, lascivious, salacious, outrageous. Amazing. Amazing quotes. I've got plenty of them here. Good, uh, good, good. Yes. So before we do talk about Jackie, we'll talk about the actor who portrayed him in, I guess, four and a half episodes, according to Eustace. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yes, uh, Phil Morris. So Phil Morris, he was born on April 4th, 1959, and he's an American film, television, and voice actor, as well as a writer. Uh, he's best known for appearing in Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Meet the Spartans, and Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, he's also voiced characters in various animated TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, including Justice League and Ultimate Spider-Man, as well as uh-huh. others. He's, he's actually been in a lot of animated TV shows. I'm not surprised to hear that, given the like timber of his voice yeah, yeah, and he's, he's his got way right. with words and mm, whatnot. Yeah. He's got it right. Mm. And he's also appeared in various video games, uh, including Command & Conquer 4 and the Saints Row series. Cool. So, yeah, among others. So, uh, yeah. so Quite an array. That's Phil, yeah. So he's been acting for, I think he's been active since 19, oh, since he was a child, actually, because uh, I've got a couple of trivia facts about Phil. Um, so he actually made his acting debut as a small child in the original Star Trek TV series. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then he's gone back and done, you said he did some Star Trek Star Trek, Trek 3, yes. Yeah, wow. He was in Star Trek 3. So Full in, circle. Yeah, in 1966, he made his acting debut at the age of seven, I believe. Oh. Yeah, how sweet. Little baby. Little baby. And uh, also, uh, some Seinfeld fans might not know this, but uh, apparently Morris had planned a spin-off show with NBC for Jackie yeah. after Seinfeld finished. I know. Yeah. I saw that, actually, Pretty. when I was doing my research as well. Pretty so. crazy. And uh, the pilot never came through, of course. Yeah. Uh, but NBC, they actually claim that the pilot was never discussed. With them. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, even though Phil claimed that it was, you know, they were talking about it, which is Maybe weird. he was just trying to make himself, you know, sound important. Or maybe he thought, oh, maybe the- I can last nine seasons like Jerry. Yeah. I'll have a, I'll have a job for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> but he's had an illustrious career, you know, both behind the microphone as well as uh, yeah. on screen. So, you know, he's done all right since then. He's an amazing character. Like, it would be great to see him do more stuff. But, like, how do you write, you know, not how do you write, of course you can. But yeah. he's just a lawyer, you know. Like, it's <laughs> There's only so many episodes you can and do And there's already him. so yeah. many other, like, law-based 
dramas, comedies, sitcoms, all that sort of stuff. So you, you think know? he would have been a part of like a saturated environment? I just don't. Yeah, know? I don't think it would have been a standout. No. Even though his character is quite a standout, I just don't see like the huge amount of potential. So it would have been like Joey in Friends. You know how Joey yeah. had his spin off for like yeah. two seasons, then it just, just it's, fell? Yeah. Died? Just yeah. sometimes you just need to leave things where they are. Exactly, yeah. But it, with Jackie, it's awesome how he was amazing in four and a half episodes. Mm. You know, I'd rather him be amazing in four and a half episodes than yeah. shit in four episodes. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Of his own show. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, what would the premise be? Like, he'd just have different clients every week. I guess know. so. I guess so. And him being ridiculous in the court and yeah. coming across. And I would assume because, as well, like, in the episode, is it the Friars The Friars Club? Club, yeah, where he makes an appearance at the end. As, yeah. the, as Kramer's girlfriend's lawyer. Yeah. Um, you know, but she appears to be, or is at least alluded to being sort of mafia connected yeah, and being right. a little bit left of centre herself. So I would imagine, given that he represents her and Kramer, that he's kind of um, the kind of lawyer that takes those slightly left of centre cases. So sure. I guess that would make more potential for a show mm. if he's coming across these kind of, you know, um, kooky cases, so to speak. Yeah. But I don't know. It just wouldn't work. I, yeah, I think. no. I yeah. think he's best just doing what he does well in the Seinfeld, Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Do you, have any, you don't have any other notes about Phil, don't you? Um, That's really all I had. Well, so him. Phil, I guess, slash the character of Jackie. Um, <laughs> following Seinfeld, he was in an ad for um, Honda Odyssey. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Minivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also apparently in a Diet Dr. Pepper ad. Yes, that's right. He did... Rep- Prize's role as Jackie. Yeah. And uh, he also appeared in character in 2010 on the Funny or Die website in yep. a few skits. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I have those about that, I guess, actor slash character. Yep. And also the character of Jackie Charles as well. He was based on a high-profile lawyer, Johnny Cochran, mm. uh, who defended O.J. Simpson. Yeah. And uh, if you go watch The Caddy, the... Uh, Court case where uh, the bra doesn't fit. The it's mish. a reference to uh, the glove doesn't the fit glove. on yeah, the OJ Simpson he, yeah, case. Yeah, he says it in the end as yeah, well. That's right. It's like a glove. It's like a glove. That's and right. I also, as a result of doing my homework last night, have had on site by Kanye West stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. There's a like reference to Johnny Cochran. Okay. Um, which I won't repeat because it's not appropriate for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, but if anyone hasn't listened to On Sight by Kanye West, go and give it a listen. It's a good song. And also Good Charlotte's second ever uh, hit single, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. They have yeah. a reference to Johnny Cochran oh, really? as well. Yeah. They talk about the court system or something and one of the lines is, you know, if you've got the cash to pay for Cochran, oh, you know, okay. you'll go to, into jail or something and then it'll Unless be like, as long as you have the cash to pay for Cochran, Cochran. like Johnny yeah. Cochran. As well, in basically implying famous. that O.J. Simpson paid himself out. Yeah. You know, you know, even though he probably did kill her. I mean, that's another story for another day. I mean, when, well, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on the truth. No, 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 no. <laughs> I could talk wrong, about that for days. Wrong podcast. Um, oh, actually, that's actually a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. Yes. No, but he is, was, uh, Johnny Cochran, I mean, not Jackie Charles, um, was renowned for being the guy that you would pay mm-hmm. to get you out of a case that yeah. you were guilty for, basically. Right. It was, basically. he was like a bit of a, you know, celebrity. Lawyer, and it was like if you're guilty but you're rich, yeah, you get Johnny Cochran yes. and he gets you out of it. That's right, and he was obviously the inspiration for uh, Jackie Charles. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He gets more people off than Cochran. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? It's yeah, it's that's the, the, the most PC I can get that line. Yeah, nice <laughs> off Cochran. 
Yeah, you're right. No, I've left the PC things out of it. Anyway, oh, it moving matter. on. It doesn't matter. You guys can do your own homework. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about Jackie Charles, shall let's we? Let's do it. Let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, that is Jackie. So Jackie Charles is Kramer's lawyer and eventually the core fours in the finale when mm-hmm. he defends him on the Good Samaritan Law charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he appears in, well, five episodes of the series. Well, we've already mentioned three times four and a half. Yep. So technically he's credited on five. Uh, and he's mentioned without him being on screen by Kramer in The Comeback as I mentioned before. So I guess let's talk about Jackie in the context of each episode. So he appears, or he makes his debut rather, in The Maestro. Mm-hmm. So that's where Kramer sneaks a cafe latte into a movie theatre and he <laughs> spills it on himself and he burns himself. Um, he goes to Jackie Charles um, and he reckons that uh, Kramer's rights as a consumer has been violated and he says that the whole situation is outrageous, agrarious, preposterous. Um, things take a turn for the worse when Jackie... Uh, when Kramer rather uses a balm to treat his burn given by the maestro causing it to be healed before Jackie gets to see Dr. Bison. <laughs> do you know what a balm is? You know what a balm is? You know what a balm can do? A balm can do anything. Susie, call Dr. Bison. <laughs> Dr. Bison. Call Dr. I love Dr. Bison. Did I tell you to put on a balm? Where'd you get that balm? Where'd you get that balm? You know what I think my balms can do? This is a public humiliation. <laughs> This is what it is. I love it. He oh, he's is so obsessed with his image. He's amazing, and I love I love when um the, they go to meet the coffee company after the burn heals. Yeah, and they offer to give Kramer like a lifetime of free coffee across the US and Europe, and, and they're about to say and like money fifty thousand dollars. And then Kramer's like, well, start no, start with fifty thousand. Yeah, you know, in case they want to go up. Yeah, and then Kramer's like, oh, I'll take take it. it. And even Jackie in the car on the way back's like, but you didn't mention what they're going to say after and. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't like, tell you to take the I deal. I didn't tell you to take the deal. This is a public humiliation. Yes, and uh, yeah, much to Jackie's dismay. So clearly, he uh, he didn't get what he wanted in nope. that case. Uh, in the caddy, he appears. Uh, Jackie sues um, O. Henry Candy Bar heiress Sue Ellen Mishke, who we've done an episode on already, mm-hmm. uh, for allegedly causing Kramer personal injury due to an automobile accident with Jerry. Um, because they are uh, distracted by Sue wearing a bra. Sue Ellen, rather. and no top, and no top, no top, no top. Humorita. Uh Charles describes her actions as lewd, lascivious, salacious, outrageous. The lawsuit falls when, or fails rather, when Kramer, taking the ill advice of his golf caddy Stan, um, demands she tries on the bra to prove it's hers. It fails to fit because she tries donning it over a leotard, and uh, like I mentioned, a bra, you know, a piece of clothing not fitting over yep. a body, a reference yep. to the O.J. Simpson murder case, yep. an obvious parody. Well, and he specifically says because he, um, there's something along the lines of like, you know. Uh, bra doesn't go over leotard. Bra's supposed to sit on the skin, close to the skin. A bra's you know? got to fit right up against a person's skin. Like, like a, a glove. Like a glove. Yes, that's right. <laughs> like a glove. Yeah, so that's what happens. Such so, a um, controversial, and it's amazing like, to think that, because after I finished <laughs> this, I was like, maybe I should watch... The Caddy. The, no, the OJ. Oh, the OJ trial. You know how yeah. they've done like the re the remake and they've yeah. made the trial into like the TV show. Yeah, so it's there, incredible like to drama, think yeah. this is going back to what nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and mind you, the, the case happened maybe like a year before or six yeah. months before or something. It's and it's amazing. still topical. And, and it's, it's a great still parody in too. Pop culture yeah. even now. And I think it's we've a, just you know, recently had the show. Yeah, and I think it's a fantastic parody too. Mm. Like it just works really well. Very well. You know, you've and got the looks, Johnny. You, yeah, I mean, yeah, he looks like him. I mean, you've got the Johnny Cochran character. Yeah, and it just works. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, really. I dig it. I dig it too. Um, you did mention Stace that he was also in the Friars Club, but only yes. in the end credits. Yes. Uh, when Kramer's Italian-American uh, girlfriend, you know, they think he's dead, you know, because he's trying to sleep like Leonardo da Vinci yeah. and falls asleep on top falls of her. and, and passes uh, out. She gets a couple of his, out. yeah, just a couple of her uh, her friends or goons to throw him in the river and uh, he wakes up and uh, Jackie says, you know, she's like, oh, I'm, they think I killed a guy. 
his guy called Kramer. Gee, he goes, Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo Kramer? <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with it. So, yeah, that's fair enough. You know, considering yep. Kramer screwed him twice. Twice. You know, twice. Yep. You know. Two very, very good cases. And easily avoidable things. Just dumb. Yeah, just, just dumb. Kramer. Just dumb Kramer things. Yeah. You know? Kramer taking advice from a caddy, taking advice from a maestro. Like, yeah. you know, can't think for himself. But, like, going back to the maestro episode, um, that one is like a satire against the Liebeck versus McDonald's case. That's which right, was yes. the yes. one which, like, everybody's bought takeaway coffee now. We've all seen the, like, caution, hot liquid, whatever. That is the case that started all of that back in the day when yeah. people actually were relied on to have common sense and not have every move and action dictated to us by the nanny governments yeah, and right. whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, like, when you think about how much of a massive precedent that case is and then putting that into the context of the show and the fact that Jackie had the chance of prosecuting this groundbreaking case for on Kramer's behalf and then he just settles it for free free cafe lattes. Yeah, but he doesn't hear like the second part where there's money, you know, when Jackie can't get but his But that's cut. the thing, yeah. like it like that would be as a solicitor or a lawyer, whatever they're called in America, that is a like a career making case. Oh, it would be, yes. And like Kramer just yeah. Doofs hit, so, goofs himself so, so, out of it. Yeah, so Kramer blows it again like to, against the coffee companies. Blows it against the O'Henry Candy Bar fortune, and blows it on the tobacco company, and against which is the a massive. That would, that's an amazing. That's the worst. That'd be the worst. This one. is yeah. the most public of my many <laughs> humiliations. Yes, and that's in, in the abstinence, which yeah. we did talk about a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. I won't go into the episode, but uh, just go back to our episode that we did of it, and uh, you'll hear what we. Spoke I have about. no. Yeah. I have ep- every empathy for Jackie in terms oh. of like avoiding Kramer like the Me plague, and too. the fact that he goes back. To do the Good Samaritan. Like, I can get it for the tobacco companies because it's such a big case for him um, that it's worth dealing with Kramer again. But the fact that he goes back again yeah, in the finale is just, like, incredible. I Yeah, and I think when we... We'll talk about him in a second, but sure. I think we'll probably hypothesize why he came back yeah, to them yeah, despite yeah. all that rejection and public humiliation, as he <laughs> described it. So uh, I guess let's talk about the man. Um, so I think with Jackie Childs, I think he's a semi-successful lawyer. I think he's... Cut, he. He's got a good career, but I think he's after that big fish. Yeah. You know, he's after that big Very much case so. to really yep. make him, to put him in the upper echelon of lawyers. Yeah. I think he's almost there, but not quite. I think he, like, and you're right, he, he always goes for, like, the left of field mm. kind of cases as well. I think he kind of, because he's a bit left he's of looking field himself. For, he's chasing that big case that big, that's that going to make fish. him the really, like, famous, yeah. high-profile celebrity lawyer and make him very wealthy. That's right. And Kramer, you have three big fish re- as well. Yeah, he yeah. often references how much money, like, when he talks about the coffee thing, it's like, I'm going to make you a very wealthy man or and, something yeah, like and, that. And even in the abstinence, like, he tells Kramer to leave, mm. but then Kramer says it's against the tobacco companies and, and then Jackie's Literally like, Literally oh, with his yeah. head poking through the door. That's right, yeah. And then Jackie's like, oh, what'd you say? Yeah. Say that again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, tobacco. Yeah, so he's, they're worth billions. He's power yeah. and money focused. I was going to say hungry, but that might be a bit of a jump. Oh, I get what you mean. Hungry for success and yeah. money and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've noticed as well, if you have a look at his office, he's got a photo. In the maestro, you can see on the middle left of his shelf behind him, you can see a photo of like a young boy and a young girl. Oh, okay. So I think he's got kids. He's got a family. Uh, no, no, no mention or no pictures of like a wife or like a partner. Or well, and he also like sleeps that. with um with Sidra. Sidra That's in the right. finale. Jerry's. So he's obviously not a, 
well, we're hoping mm-hmm. he's, not partnered he's not partnered at that point of the storyline. Yeah, I think he's divorced uh. because I don't see any pictures of his wife or family. But also in later episodes, you actually see a photo of him, of his family, but it looks like maybe him as a child because it's okay. like a black and white photo. Okay. So it's got like a young child and then it's got like... His brothers and sisters. Probably like an older brother and I think like the mum and dad. Right. So that might be his family. Yeah. You know, maybe like an old photo. I mean, maybe yeah. he, you know, like when he was going through college and university, met someone, fell in love, got married, had a couple of kids and then, maybe you know, divorced. got out of uni and started pursuing his legal career. Yeah. And really started to try and, you know, make a mark for himself and got very like work focused. Yeah. Um, you know, really chasing that success and then just kind of dove into work and forgot his relationship and his home life a little bit. I think so too. Mm. And also some people might think he's an incompetent lawyer, but I think he's actually quite competent. I think he... Um, I think he just picks really bad clients. He just picks really bad clients. <laughs> and also, yeah, I, I, I don't think he has enough restraint, um, you know, towards his clients. Yeah. Like he kind of like doesn't... Well, because he's in. chasing. Yeah. He's chasing, You know, he's yeah. always chasing that win. He's always yeah. chasing that fame. And he's just after so that he's one So he's willing big win. to take the yeah. risks. That's right. As, yeah. To get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he's not yet reached the Johnny Cochran because he hasn't been successful. You know, the cases that we see him going through with Kramer... Um, he's trying to chase that success, but he hasn't made it yet, you know? No, no. So he's like, he's going after that level of status, but he's not quite there yet. No, no. He, yeah, like I said, he's so close, you know? Mm. Like he just needs one big case. Um, and we hypothesized before Stephen and I, Stephen reckons that maybe he, he's not quite a successful lawyer. Yeah. But I think he kind of is, but he's like maybe partly successful. I think he's like mid-range, you know, mid-range. because so, I mean, he's at least the kind of solicitor. So he obviously, I think in nearly every one of his appearances or at least in the full episodes, mm. he talks to his secretary and um, speaks with her about contacting Dr. Bison. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's obviously got a medical doctor on his payroll. Yeah in order to, you know, get evidence to bolster whatever cases he's prosecuting. So you have to be a fairly successful solicitor to have those kinds of connections and be able to financially support to support them yeah kind of connections. What's what's your um take on Jackie and Dr. Bison? Do you think they're old friends? Or maybe Um, Bison's one of those dodgy doctors, you know, like he's a high priced doctor, you know, he's like a high end one, but he's a bit dodgy. Maybe Jackie will say, Oh, can you make it look like this? He's he's kind of in the school with Jackie as well. So like maybe they met at college. Right. Um, you know, Jackie's like certificates that he's got in his office, he's gone to Dartmouth College and then Stanford Law. So like yes. maybe Dr. Bison is one of his alumni that he met when he was studying, who's also followed a similar path of kind of chasing that, you know, fame and fortune and status. Um, and that's how he's ended up on Jackie's payroll, um, to provide evidence for the cases that he's prosecuting. Cause also, um, I think it's in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks his secretary to cancel his appointment. Yeah, that's right. So he like sends his clients to the doctor, but there's also some sort of reference that makes it seem like he attends the doctor he goes as well. To the doctor so they as obviously well. have their own relationship outside of like the working relationship. Mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, it just to me it just I wrote a little note to say sort of like power slash wealth. To have the kind of connections where you've got a doctor on call, yeah. you know, the way he sort of picks up the phone and says, get Kramer an appointment. Call Dr. Bassett. <laughs> you know, straight away. And you get the sense that he's going to get him an appointment like that day, next day, max. Um, so to have that kind of relationship and have that kind of like resource at your disposal, you've got to have some sway. Yeah. 
I think so too. So do you think he has other connections as well? Yes. Besides the doctor, he'd have other. Yeah. Yeah. I won't, don't know who, but I don't. I guess he would. I think he definitely he'd have one of those like really stereotypical um, New York City PIs. Oh yeah, on his gotcha. payroll. Yeah, you know he'd do those sorts of cases where yeah. he'd have some like guy in like a sports jacket and a shaved head, maybe balding with like the hair around the edges. Um, you know, standing mm. in alleyways taking photos of people and stuff. And also on the other side of the coin, he does jobs for like the mafia. You know, yeah. in the Friars Club, you know, it's implied, like you mentioned before, it's, very it's implied that she's associated implied. with the mafia, and she's and his. You know, he's got her. Sorry, she has Jackie on retainer. Yeah, because of her family or business connections or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's obviously comfortable because, like, that would be where the money is. Yeah. You know, if you're, like, if you've got people having you on a retainer, th- then you're making regular steady money. So he's chasing the money in those sort of less um, stand-up areas, I guess, and then also going for, like, the big-name cases yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of the ones that he takes on for Kramer. Mm. And I did mention as well that in the finale, because, you know, you mentioned before that he's after money mm. and the big fish. What do you think, after everything that Kramer did to him and what they went through together, what do you think compelled Jackie um, to go all the way to uh, Massachusetts and Latham, Massachusetts, and do the Good Samaritan law case. You know, it's not for money. Do you think it would be more for, like, status or to make him look like a hero if they got off? Or yeah. What's your take on that? Why do you think he took on that case? Um, I was sort of thinking about that myself last night, and I was sort of – I think it's, again, it's that trying to – trying to find that sort of precedent-setting case. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously the violation of the Good Samaritan law isn't something that you would see prosecuted on a day-to-day basis. I don't think so. Being I don't think it'd first, be really enforced. Being the first person <laughs> to sue a coffee company for burning yourself on their hot coffee, like those are precedent-setting cases. You go down in law books, your name comes up in universities. America. You know, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's that he's – It's again, he's chasing that – name-breaking, career-making case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he gets on board and he works out his, um, you know, defence or whatever, um, he's, I think he's a good lawyer, as you were saying, in terms of, you know, he's very focused on fine details. Yeah, he wants he all of the information out of his clients. He asks all those questions. He asks the same questions six different ways. Um, you know, he wants them, like, minutiae of the detail because he is focused. He wants good outcomes. Um, but I think it's really clever the way that he works out the defense for the, the gang in terms of talking about like the guilty bystander. Yeah, I love that. It's like He's guilty, actually, innocent, yeah. bystander. Yeah, exactly. It's like a guilty <laughs> bystander by definition. Like if you're a bystander, you are innocent. You can't be guilty. Yeah, yeah. If you are a bystander, that's a good point. By definition, you are standing by. Yeah. You're not involved. While the actual culprit, he says, is laughing. Lying and laughing. Lying and laughing. Laughing and lying. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> so, and he talks also about, like, a, the travesty of justice. So, he takes this very sort of, um, you know, like, social justice principle mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. and really flips the whole thing around on itself. So, I think he's actually a very smart man. Mm. Um, he's he's a good lawyer, yeah, I think he's but good. I think his yeah. goals, his aspirations of success and money and fame, actually get in his way. They kind of blind him a mm. little bit to achieve gets, his goal. Yeah, he yeah. gets focused, he gets driven, he gets hungry. Yeah, 
and then something happens and then he goes back and like when he talks about his you know the public humiliation humiliations public humiliation um one of my many public humiliations <laughs> he can tell that you know he's really driven and he's really focused but then yeah. he also makes these like these things happen to him because of the decisions that he makes and it's kind of like he has that he has enough insight to realize when the shit's already hit the fan that he was probably chasing things for maybe for the wrong reasons, and that's why it doesn't work out for him in the long run. Yeah. Um, he's a lovable idiot, really. He is a lovable. <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't say an idiot. But, Not an uh, idiot, yeah. but, like, it just things don't go well for him because I think he gets too caught up. Yep. He doesn't stay focused, maybe. Stay focused on his goal. Well, he does, but he gets distracted by the shiny things. He gets distracted by the status and the mm. fame. Yeah. He doesn't just focus on... A great defense. Yeah. 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 What do you think is your, like, what's your favorite uh, episode that he's in? Mine mine is probably The Abstinence. Like, I liked him as well also in The Caddy. Yeah. Um, but I think in The Abstinence, it's probably his best performance. You know, like, out of the four, you know, four and a half he's been in. Yeah. I think he was just like, it's so good. The way he describes Kramer when the other lawyer's there. Yeah. And he sort of <laughs> says to amazing. him, like, you have bought me, uh, I don't know if it's like you have bought me, but it's like something about like, oh, you're the source of many of my misfortunes yeah. and uh, <laughs> this specimen and of humiliations. A, the specimen of a man. <laughs> yeah. And the way he talks about him. But it's great because they've already established their relationship dynamic. They've come into each other's um, lives a few times before. They've had their their ups and their downs together, and they're back. They're teamed up again, mm-hmm. um, but also the level of like frustration and like perplexing behavior is like peak. Yeah, I think in that one. Yeah. Um, the finale to me, the well, everyone has their uh, opinions on. The it was finale. a bit. Fl- yeah. I just found him a little bit flat. Like his yeah. defense was fantastic. Mm, yeah. Um, I also love the little quote at the end to Jerry about Sidra's. Oh, yeah. And by the way, they're real and, and they're, they're spectacular. <laughs> um, I really liked that little jab at Jerry. At Jerry, yeah. I wouldn't usually be the kind of person that would be a fan of someone passing comments about somebody else's breasts. Yeah. But in the context of the episode um, and the, also the fact that she's standing right there and she looks all like equally as pleased with his comments yeah. as in kind of a like fuck you Jerry sort of way. Yeah. So I love it in the context of the episode. And I find it hilarious as well. Like the four of them are guilty and then you think Jackie would console them or be like, oh, everything will be fine. But then Sidra's like, let's go, Jackie. Like as soon as they're made guilty, he's yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah, go. well, he wants to go back to bed with the beautiful woman he, with the spectacular breath. He does because he was hoping that it would be like a few days before mm-hmm. the jury made up their mind. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how they're in bed and then the phone rings yep. and he says it and he's like, gotta oh, go. got to go. Yeah, so he's obviously just clear. He's not got the fame <laughs> and the success because he lost the case. So now he's back to making himself happy. And he was going to do a spin-off, but uh, NBC claimed they never talked about it. So. Yeah. Sorry, Jackie. Yeah, I really like Jackie Charles. I think he's a really good character. And I think... In, he's in the, very entertaining. He's very entertaining. And he's good in short bursts, I yes, think. Yeah. I, I think it's right that he's in this amount of episodes. Or even like if he was in once or twice a season, maybe. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want him all the time. He wouldn't be as entertaining if you saw him all the time. Yeah, and also in the context, like, seeing him outside of being, outside of the law firm, I think would be really weird, mm. you know, like, because he's a lawyer and stuff, and I think, like you mentioned before, like, him, like, what would he do? I think, you know, and he would the be firm, the kind of lawyer know? that would live and breathe work. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why we've decided that he's divorced. He's divorced, he has a couple of kids. That's why we've know? decided that, you know, he's always, like, chasing the, the fame and the status. He would just 
like B work all the time. Yeah, so work, I don't work, think work. he would really bring that much if no. he was in more episodes. He's the kind of guy that puts in 18 hour days. Yeah. You know, and then he'll do two hours overtime, mm-hmm. <laughs> three hours, you know, it's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Jackie Charles and I think uh, Phil really portrayed him really good and he's a Very nice well. caricature, I guess, uh, of Johnny Cochran. Mm-hmm. I think he was really great. Do you have any Cochran. notes about. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help. That's fine. <laughs> Do you have any notes about um, more notes about Jackie? Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, no. see, he makes a reference. Sorry, one of the other things he makes a oh, reference yeah. about his career spanning twenty five years. Um, I think that's in maybe the abstinence. Um, oh yeah, now he mentions in the maestro twenty years, but then in the caddy twenty five years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's already, but I think there's like a space of like maybe what. A year, two. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, so like that's a that's a long career. Oh yeah, he's been around um, for a long time. He's yeah, he's been around, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. In terms of um, no, I don't think so. I think the other thing as well is like I was wondering, like, do you think his use of language, the way that he talks, because obviously he talks like that, you know, in his office as mm. well as in the court. Yeah. Do you think that he like uses that style of language because it makes him sound intelligent and important and makes people pay attention to him? Or do you think that that's something that he kind of naturally brought to his lawyering? I think he does it to kind of sound authoritative because if you note in the caddy when, you know, they've got the case in the bag and then Kramer goes to Stan and confides in him and says, what should I do? And then he says, you're on the green, now you've got to go for the cup. Yeah, You can see like when... When Jackie's trying to dispute it, saying, no, let's not do it, you know, Kramer says, let's do it. Yeah. You know, do it, Jackie. But you can kind of notice when Jackie says, oh, no, this isn't a good idea, or the, what he already says. Mm. He doesn't say it in a kind of, let's do it, let's not, we shouldn't do it. He's yeah. kind of like, but it's not a good idea. Yeah. Like he says it kind of like that. Yeah. He doesn't go, but it's not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's kind so of like, because he knows, he knows if he does this, they're going to lose the case. Like, yeah. the, whole, the bottom will just come out from under them. Yeah. And he, like, he's kind of in that panic state. But and his I voice think that's kind of, I think of, that's his, probably his natural voice. Yeah. I think yeah. that sort of harkens back to what I was saying in terms of like, he'll go for the risks. Yeah. So like, he seemed quite uncertain about the whole thing with the bra. But also, I think he realized that if it paid off, that would seal the deal. That would exactly seal the deal. like it did in the OJ case. Mm, but I think he probably thought the risks outweighed the benefits because yeah. he had three solid witness statements, you know, from Kramer, Elaine, and Jerry. And he didn't speak up about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is surprising, actually. Yeah, I guess that was more the maybe the writing of the show. But you could see the vulnerability or you could hear it in his voice yeah. when Kramer's like, do it, Jackie. And then yeah. Jackie's like, no, it's not a good idea or whatever he says. Yeah. And then he reluctantly goes, oh, all right. So and the, then he puts on his authoritative, yeah. all right, let's try on the bra. Yeah, Your for honor. sure. Yeah, you know. So I think he kind of does it just to kind of feel, you know, important, important, yeah, yeah. and like the, you know, the toughest person in the room, you mm-hmm. know, the standout person. That's yeah. what I think. But yeah, overall, a really good character. Liked him. I dig it. Yes. Uh, when we come back, uh, I guess we'll wrap up the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, will Jackie Charles be in my top twenty secondary characters all all time? And uh, you know, I guess That's you a don't. Really bad drum roll. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've got a drum kit in the other room. You can. <laughs> you know. Do something in post-production. Just go and run down in the hallway. Yeah, just do like a couple of fills. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess, Stacey, you don't have a chart or a list, but I, I, I guess you'll say... We do my scale. Yeah. We do the Stacey scale. Classic, very good, good, not so not good. Not so great. Crap. 
Yeah, I, guess. I, don't think <laughs> I don't really think there's any shit episodes of Seinfeld. Yeah. I, I don't have any Seinfeldisms this week, unfortunately, so I don't have any. Yourself? I don't, I don't think I do. So we're going to have to skip that session, uh, that segment rather. I've got a bit of Seinfeld trivia cool. uh, of the week, and yeah. uh, I guess after the break we'll wrap up the episode. This is But I Don't Want to Be a Secretary Character, Seinfeld podcast about the secretary characters of the greatest show of all time. Woo! Ms. Wilkie, your tobacco company has turned this beautiful specimen into a horrible... Twisted free. <laughs> Who could love me? I disagree. In fact, I feel Mr. Kramer projects a rugged masculinity. <laughs> rugged? The man's a goblin. He's only been exposed to smoke for four days. By the time this case gets to trial, He'll be nothing more than a shrunken head. Yeah, what's the deal with Jacket Charles? Outrageous Agrarius Preposterous. I am the Outrageous Agrarius Preposterous Ivan, and with me is special co-host Stacey, who you may have heard on previous episodes as a very special guest, but does she's a very mean, special co-host. Does that mean I'm the lewd... Les, 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 I can't <laughs> say that word. <laughs> lewd. Lascious? I think that's what it is. Yeah, no, it's um, No, lewd. You're the lewd, lascivious, salacious, outrageous lascivious, person. And it. I'm the outrageous, egregious, preposterous Ivan. I think that makes sense. I think it makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, that's actually quite a good fit. Yes. I, I wouldn't say sallow, unattractive, or disgusting. Cause no, that's Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Karma has struck me and I oh, can't hear no. my mic anymore. Oh, you can't really! <laughs> oh my gosh! It's okay. That's fine. You're okay. Yeah, you we can fine. we can get by. We can figure that it out. That was instant karma. That was instant karma. <laughs> instant karma's gonna get you. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but we all shine on. Anyway, uh, so obviously we won't do top episodes because we didn't talk about episode states. But no. uh, we're gonna find out is Jackie Charles in my top twenty secondaries? And yes, he is. Cool. He slides in at number ten. So he is Ooh. in between Joe, the fruit store owner from the Mango, at number nice. nine, and David Putty's moved down to number 11 and Jackie Ke- Charles overtook Putty he did I know I wouldn't wow. have picked it but um, no I loved Jackie Charles I think he's very well well portrayed like a yeah. lot of the secondary characters on my list or most of them yeah uh, or if not all of them I should say because there are in my top 20 we've already reviewed several dozen of them uh, yeah I just think he's a great character like in short bursts mm. I think he's just right I think they didn't overuse him or they didn't play their hand you know, too much, you know, with Jackie. And, uh, yeah, I'm really glad that they used him. And uh, the chemistry he has with Kramer is just magnificent. Yeah, it's a good yeah. pairing. A good pairing, indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin from The Soulmate and The Bizarro Jerry has been knocked out of my top 20. So he's The Bizarro Jerry. Fair so enough. So he got knocked out. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a good character, but but there's, there's always better. there's better ones. Yeah, there's yeah. better. But the fact he was in my top 20 for a while, you know, says a lot. Uh, yeah, so that's my top, well, that's what Jackie's in, in my top 20. Um, I don't have any Seinfeldisms, as I mentioned this week, Stace, but I'll, uh, or do you want to read out Seinfeld trivia? Sure. Yeah, it's just this little trivia fact right here. Uh, it's a very enjoyable one. I'll try and fix your mic as we, uh, as you try and do it. <laughs> what have you got? Um, all right. So Estelle Harris, who played George's mother... Loved to work with Michael Richards because he'd never do a scene the same way twice. Ah, there you go. I think everyone would have felt the same as well. Because when we interviewed Matt McCoy all those, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Matt was saying as well that Michael wouldn't do the same scenes, you know, twice. twice. He would do it differently yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, you wouldn't know what to expect. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That would make, um, you know, if you're shooting a scene, you know, six, seven, eight times, would make it much more exciting yeah. to, be, to get to do it with someone where it's, it's slightly different, it's slightly new. And also as an actor, I guess you'd be like constantly feeding off 
that energy and responding to it as well. Acting. Yeah. Acting. This is acting. <laughs> yeah, I guess you would feel that way. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's another episode of But I Don't Want to, but but, I want to Be a Secondary Character. But, but, God but, damn, but, it's but, like the 84th episode and I still can't get it right. <laughs> but I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stacy. And thank you so much for being with us, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, as being a special co-host. We I've really graduated. Yeah, you have. All the way up to full co-host form. Yes. Just for this week and next week. And next week as well. Don't worry, everybody. Your lovely regular host, Stephen, will be back in no time at all. Indeed. Uh, you can find us on any podcast service, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, the rest. Search for Seinfeld and you'll uh, find us there. Or Bidwabask, our acronym. Or but I don't want to be a secondary character. But, uh, God, I can't say it. You've got butter on the brain. Butter on the brain. Butter, 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 butter. You know what I mean. Yeah. And rate and review us. Subscribe. Subscribe. It's really, you know, it'd be really help us out a lot if you want to send some money our way and get some nice exclusive perks yeah. um, go to patreon.com forward slash b-i-d-w-b-a-s-c and uh, season also, 10 episodes yeah we also have another podcast a bonus one that you're getting on mondays uh, season 10 in your feed so this is a uh, original storylines and uh, dialogue made by Stephen and i and uh, yeah it's set in the years 2018 and 2019 do it's you actually the, have you had a look around online to see if many other people have written uh yeah they have have been uh, there is a subreddit yeah um oh, seinfeld course, in the modern it. era uh but people have written uh plot synopses but they yep. haven't really done dialogue yeah it's just like maybe a couple of paragraphs each i feel like this is pretty pretty groundbreaking pretty groundbreaking as far as my knowledge is concerned thank you that's that very can be kind. limited but it's very kind but yeah <laughs> i'm impressed thank you uh but we set seinfeld in the modern era and obviously a lot of things that happened in the 90s you know they can't you know with the technology mobile phones you know you can't a lot of the scenarios from mm. previous episodes can't really work in yeah. season 10 so we modernize it and obviously they're a bit older so things different things happen and, yeah uh, but they're still their quirky uh, selves so there you go quirky kooky selves yeah so listen to that as well as bid bask and uh, we'd love you forever awesome and uh, next week we're doing an episode that you've chosen yeah. uh, which one are we doing special selection yeah from season nine what is it um the betrayal. Thank you. I was, I was like, "What is it going to be?" And I was hoping you'd be like, "The betrayal." No, it didn't work. I just forgot. Yeah. Uh, no, no, we were having a chat in it, um, chat about it on the way over in the car, and we were throwing around a few ideas, but we finally nailed it down. Um, so yeah, we're going to do the betrayal, the backwards episode, the backwards episode, as it may be informally known. And will we do the next episode backwards? Oh, like we can start off saying thank you everyone for listening, and then we can go into Seinfeld. We could try Seinfeld trivia. What do you reckon? We'll start from Why reverse. Not? Yeah, we can give it a go. What do you think, folks? Seems like find a good us on idea social now. media. Send us an email: bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. Shall we do the betrayal in reverse? Yeah, in reverse, as in like do all the segments. Like maybe we'll do. Yeah, because usually we do like the plot synopsis, then yep. the secondaries. Maybe we'll no. do the secondaries, then the plot. Other way. Let's do it. Let's flip it around. All right, flip we're doing it. Flip it and reverse it. Flip it and reverse it like Missy Elliott, the great, the great dame Missy Elliott from yep. 2001 once said. Let's do it. We will see you next week for The Betrayal. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Egregious, preposterous. <laughs>